you so much for tuning in today. You're listening to The Daily, and I'm your host, Amy Carlin. Today, I've asked my good friend Erica Castrillo to join me in discussing parenting. I've read a lot of things, especially on social media, along the lines of, oh, you don't know what you're getting into, or parenting is so hard. Your time will never be the same again. There are endless mommy blogs about 10 things I wish I'd known about parenting, or everything I wasn't told about childbirth. But few people seem to share the joy that comes from having children. I have heard friends and acquaintances express anxiety, sometimes severe anxiety, about the possibility of becoming parents. My friend Erica, on the other hand, has done a great job of showing me just how much joy she finds in her responsibilities as a mom to her five children. Erica, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks Amy for having me on the show. I am from Seattle and I grew up there. There were seven kids in my family and it was a lot of fun. We always got to um, hang out with each other, talk, and whenever you needed somebody, if somebody else wasn't available, it always felt like there was another person that you could do something with. And so because of that, I always knew that I wanted to have a big family because then my own children could have those same uh, benefits, per se, where they could have so many different friends in the home. So fast forward, now I have my own big family. <laughs> I have five kids um, and my husband and I have had them over 10 years and he joined the military after our third. And so we've moved around a little. And so there've been times where I've been like single mom-ish, but not too much of the time. Um, but currently we're now settled in Springville, Utah. Awesome. So what would you say are some of your favorite things about being a mom? Oh my goodness, so many things. But I have to say, I love the baby stages. So our fifth is our last one. And so that's kind of disheartening for me because I love the babies, but. So how old is he now? He's a year old. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I just love like watching them grow and develop. It's so fun because you create this tiny little human and you get to see them progress through life and you get to be a huge um, influence in their lives and kind of shape the way that they see the world. And it's pretty cool. I also love teaching them, doing activities and games. I'm like a pretty active person and so I like to do lots of activities and things with them. That sounds like you are a cool mom too, <laughs> not just that you enjoy being a mom. In October 2018, President Dallin H. Oaks called motherhood a woman's ultimate joy. And I think I know what you're going to say, but what do you think about that? <laughs> well, I think that he's spot on. I believe that challenging things are the most rewarding. So while raising children can be difficult, it's the most, like I said, rewarding because you go through difficult things and you have all these setbacks, but as you overcome them and progress, you kind of change over time and you get to see all these amazing things that have become from your hard work. And so you have this ultimate joy because it's ongoing over all these years. And then in time, your children become adults. And how much joy do you get to see from the people that they've become? Even with heartache and difficult times, I think in the future, 
you can still find joy in so many things. So what would you say are some of the hardships that you've faced? I know that you've told me that you went to school and you were working when you were first a mother. Was that difficult? Are there other things that you've experienced that have been difficult? Um, well, it was definitely difficult, uh, especially when I was working, going to school because I just wanted to spend time and with my baby and then babies. <laughs> and I had a great boss who let me bring my younger ones to work. So that helped a lot. And then as time went on, I was eventually able to stop working and be stay at home. So as far as um, other challenges, though, I mean, I think something be, being separated from my child made it so that when I did have time with my oldest, let's say, I would spend, you know, like spend so much time with her. So I would treasure every moment I could with her. So I think that was something that kind of was an effect of working and so it made us have a lot of, I think, extra tender moments that I cherish. So it sounds like not only was it extra challenging, it also had moments of being extra rewarding. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's how it is. So then I know you mentioned that you stopped working and then you transitioned to being a stay-at-home mom. How did you handle that transition? Was it difficult? That was a huge transition for me, actually. So... Each time that I had had a baby, I had had a period of being a stay-at-home mom for a few months before I went back to work. And I was just like so tired, didn't want to get up in the morning. I loved spending time with my kids, but my kids also slept in and so could I. And I was feeling really lazy and I was worried if I didn't have a job and was working that I would not be as productive of a person or as good of a mom. And so I did a lot of praying and I feel like God kind of answered um, my prayers and he just kind of gave me this little nugget, I guess, in my head of, all right, if I need a nap or something, or if I'm really tired in the morning, just tell myself, if I need a nap in the afternoon, then I can take it. For some weird reason, that was the answer to my prayer. <laughs> to all my prayers about it. And so I started doing that and I would just wake up in the morning and I'd be like, oh, I'm so tired, but okay, if I need to take a nap, I can take a nap later. And did I take naps? Rarely, hardly ever. But just that idea that I could if I needed to was the thing that I needed. So kind of a really weird thing, but that was the thing that worked for me. And it's, I don't know, now that I'm a stay-at-home mom, I feel like Things are great. I know how to start my day and kind of get a schedule going. And if I get off track, then I just go back to get up in the morning, <laughs> get it started. That's awesome. Um, I know that some women have said that they feel like when they have children, they lose time for themselves. And so some women prefer to work because they see it as kind of almost their me time when they get to work on their passions. As a stay-at-home mom or a mom at all, what do you do to make time for yourself? to make sure that you don't get lost in the shuffle? Well, I'm not sure I've really mastered that concept, but I love being around people and I love being around my kids. So it's hard for me to say what would make 
the perfect like self time. I do love serving people. So I think maybe getting out and serving people is very helpful for me. That's really fulfilling. And also just doing things with my husband. I love spending time with him. I also do a book club. Yeah, so I guess I have extracurricular activities, relaxing in the evenings. I like play volleyball weekly. And my last pregnancy, I loved taking baths at night. So I would just like take a bath almost every night. (laughs) My husband knew that was a thing for me. So just kind of, you know, taking little bits of time. Um, But everybody kind of, I guess, has to find their own way, their own thing that fulfills them. And that is what I do is perfectly enough for me. That's that's awesome. You mentioned that you like to spend time with your husband. And I know some people find it difficult to kind of balance life with children and maintaining a relationship with their spouse. Do you have any suggestions about that? And how is it important to your family that you keep up that relationship? I feel like it's critical to the family. So I have noticed over time that when my husband and I are on the same page or have the same expectations, we create a more in-sync family life. So our children aren't confused, they can't manipulate us as easily, um, which in turn stops discord between my husband and I, because we're like, I told her this, you told her that. And so um, we're not perfect. We definitely have times where we like go without talking about, you know, the business of the house and we see the repercussions of that. (laughs) But I've noticed that when we maintain our relationship, we take that time with each other. We discuss family needs, but then we also um, have fun together that we uh, we have a great home atmosphere. And I love that. My husband is very amazing. And so I feel blessed to to have him as my partner. Do you have any advice for prospective parents who might be afraid or anxious about the ways that their lives will change inevitably when children do come along? I would say embrace it. (laughs) So look forward to the growth that you'll develop in yourself. I've had many friends who have talked about losing themselves as you kind of mentioned earlier. Um, But I've seen my sister-in-law has been a good example of that where she's very artistic. And so she has found ways to implement it with her children where she does arts and craftsy types things. Um, So as you prepare to have children, just know that there will be ups and downs. There will be periods of transition and don't beat yourself up with them. Know that it is a time that will pass. And I've had to learn that. And it took me a couple kids before I realized a pattern of like, okay, this is a hard time for me. Forgive myself, move on. And and I know that I can bounce back. So I think that everyone can do that, that they can bounce back and know that, you know, there will be those difficult times, but it's okay. And that's how we grow. I think that's really important to remember that as parents, Children often think their parents are perfect, but as adults, we tend to realize that our parents aren't perfect. And while it can be intimidating to think you have to find that perfection, it's okay to just do your best every day. And like you said, just wake up the next day, start again at square one if you need to. Yeah, definitely. So I know that apostles and prophets throughout the ages have given us counsel about children and parenthood. 
Is there anything that you've read lately from modern prophets and apostles about having children? I recently read a talk from Neil L. Anderson, and he spoke in October 2011 conference, and a quote that I really liked from him, there's actually a couple, but one of them is, in our day, prophets and apostles have declared, the first commandment that God gave to Adam and Eve pertained to their potential for parenthood as husband and wife. We declare that God's commandment for his children to multiply and replenish the earth remains in force. That's cool. Did he say anything about when people should have children or how many to have, if that commandment is in force, or how can we decide that? Um, He actually does say later in his article, when to have a child and how many children to have are private decisions to be made between a husband and wife and the Lord. These are sacred decisions, decisions that should be made with sincere prayer and acted on with great faith. That's really great counsel. It kind of reminds me, and our conversation as a whole has kind of reminded me of Psalms 127, where it says, children are an heritage of the Lord. And I love that. And I really think that I've seen you embody that in your life. And I hope that those of us who don't have children yet can remember that when we face those questions and when it comes time to have children and to consider how many to have. Is there anything else that you'd want to share with our listeners before we end? actually have one last thing to share. Um, this is a quote from our Savior, Jesus. He said, Whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name, receiveth me. And whosoever shall receive me, receiveth him that sent me. And I really love that because ultimately, when we receive a child into our home, it is our Heavenly Father's child what better way to show him that we accept him, that we receive him, than to bring his children to this earth. I think that's a great thought. If any of our listeners would like to read or listen to Elder Anderson's talk, you can look it up on the church's website or on the Gospel Library app. And the name of the talk is Children. Thanks so much for being here with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you again for listening today. The Daily is brought to you by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 